1: host, Dr. Justine Lee, and I'm a board-certified emergency critical care specialist and toxicologist. Thanks for joining us today. Today, we're going to be talking about the really important topic of cat and behavioral issues like anxiety. So if you have a cat or you have an anxious pet, you definitely want to tune in. We'll be right back after these messages. As a veterinarian, I you to keep your dog as healthy and happy as possible after all our dogs reward us with fun laughs love and a ton of affection well what better way to reward your dog's loving companionship with rockwell's pets pro natural dog vitamins these vitamins help provide a powerful fusion of amino acids trace minerals vitamins digestive enzymes aloe vera and glucosamine which helps support a healthy canine metabolism and promotes a strong immune system Plus, they're 100% satisfaction guaranteed and produced in the United States. Help give your dog a healthy skin coat, healthy hips and joints, and immune support. For more information, go to rockwellpetspro.com. That's rockwellpetspro.com.
0: Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com.
1: the ER vet on Life Radio. Today, I'm really excited to be speaking with Dr. Jason Gagne, who's a board certified veterinary nutritionist and works for Purina. And for those of you guys who don't know, there are less than 100 board certified nutritionists in the world. So this is a really important topic that I wanted to talk about. Now, Dr. Gagne, thank you so much for joining us today.
0: Thank you, Justine. It's great to be here and great to uh, have this opportunity to speak with you in the audience today
1: all right just so our audience knows who you are do you mind just giving us a little bit of background about who you are where you train what you do and what you do on a day-to-day basis
0: yeah so thanks so much uh my name is jason gagne as you mentioned i'm a board certified veterinary nutritionist um i work for nestle purina And I work in a capacity of linking a lot of departments together and sharing veterinary knowledge and nutrition between our R&D groups, between our marketing folks, our sales folks, and, you know, throughout with uh, clinical trials as well. So I've been with them for going on almost nine years and uh, never a day of monotony. And it's great. Wonderful.
1: Now with COVID. I know we're all surviving COVID right now, and thankfully it's hopefully going to come to an end. But with the pandemic, I know that I, as an emergency doctor, have seen way more behavioral problems in cats. And sometimes this actually manifests as medical problems. It could be something like what we call feline lower urinary tract disease, where cats are all of a sudden, due to the stress of the pandemic, peeing outside the litter box, or even having nervous anxious behavior throughout the day. Do you mind just giving me a little bit of information? I know there was a recent online study that was done by Purina that talked about anxiety in cats. Can you tell us about what this study found and what are we noticing in terms of signs of anxiety in cats?
0: Yeah, that's a great question. So Purina did conduct a study of over a thousand cat owners And what they found in that study was that more than three quarters of the owners noted that their cats commonly demonstrated at least one anxious behavior, but only half of them realized the behaviors were actually anxious in nature. So there are several signs of anxiety in cats or anxious behaviors, if you will. And the two that really rose to the top in that survey were hiding. I don't think that's a surprise. I think, you know, our feline friends, if they get scared or they're anxious. They're going to kind of retreat and make themselves look smaller. Maybe they're not fanning the whiskers out as much. And then the other sign was that they were following their owners from room to room, more of a clinginess, if you will.
1: Now, in this study, was it noticed in indoor cats, outdoor cats, or cats with multiple households, or was it something that was more associated with the pandemic? Or what additional information did you guys find in the study that pet owners or cat owners specifically should know about?
0: Well, we also did note that, um, which is a great thing, that veterinarians are considered the experts and over 90% of owners trust their vets as the expert to work with them and consult with them on behavior issues like anxiety. So that really gives validity to much of what's going on uh, out there with social media, etc. Which is wonderful. There are a lot of answers out there, but please consult with your veterinarian and uh, entrust who in your veterinarian who has been trained on these behavior issues.
1: All right. So, so important. So you cat owners out there, and I have a cat too. So really important that we be aware. Cats display anxiety in a totally different way that dogs do. When dogs show anxiety, they're panting more. They're more anxious. They may be pawing at things or even have destructive behavior. Cats, again, are going to be their totally different species. They're going to manifest anxiety in different ways. Like I talked about before, If they have signs of inappropriate urination or even inappropriate defecation, if they're hiding, if they have changes in their physical activity or if they're not interacting with you as well, maybe they're more distant or more clingy. Again, these are really subtle but important differences and signs of anxiety that cat owners have to be aware of. I found it interesting that in this study, a quarter of cat owners or 25% found that their cat's interest behavior impacted their cat's lifestyle and daily routine. And we all agree that we get stressed when our cats are stressed. So again, cats pick up on stress really easily.
0: I just like to say in the, in the study, we also found that seven in 10 owners believe their cats were stressed when they were stressed. And I think that's something, if you don't mind that I elaborate on a little bit, there is such a thing as transference. And let's not fool ourselves. This past year, year and a half, and still ongoing for many folks with the pandemic, has been life-changing for all of us. So we often think about, you know, the human species because it's us, but our feline friends as well can experience anxiety in many ways. And you mentioned some of those signs, they may have the, you know, the unrest, the pacing, the meowing, they may even be reluctant to eat or drink at times, the hiding, And because they're hiding, it's a reduced social interaction, the changes in the posture, and definitely the house soiling, the inappropriate elimination. And it's something that you really want to get to the bottom of with that inappropriate elimination, because that is a reason, a very high reason for relinquishment to shelters. So do consult your veterinarian if all of a sudden, out of the blue, your cat has inappropriate elimination. And look around your environment. Have you changed anything? Have you purchased any new furniture? Have you moved some furniture around? Have you moved the litter box or changed the litter? There's a whole host of environmental changes that can occur that you may think are simple, but could be life-changing for those cats. I will say, when I look at a cat, their body language is really important too. So we tend to look at ears Eyes and tails as the three parts of the cat. You know, when we talk about those ears, are they up and erect and alert? Is the cat happier? Or are they really, as they get flatter and flatter, that could be an anxious andor scared or aggressive cat. The eyes, are they kind of, you know closed or giving you a blink and meaning they're friendlier, they're liking the interaction they're receiving, or their eyes open and their pupils dilated, which you know as well as I do as an ER vet, that could be a variety of things. (laughs) And then, of course, their tail, you know, is that up? Is it quivering in a friendly manner? Or is it down and tucked? These are all body language signs that we need to look for and be aware of. Again, sometimes, you know, we think about "Ah, cats in general. They're not very social creatures, but they are. They are social creatures and we're just not used to their cues. And about that transference, when, you know, let's not fool ourselves again, that this pandemic has caused environmental changes for all of us. These cats are probably looking at us and saying, what are you doing here? I'm here alone all day long. Now you're here 24 24-7. you know, so that could cause some alterations in them. That transference is if I get stressed, I can transfer that to my cat. And I think back and I often tell the story about when I was younger, I would go on plane trips and I would have, my mother would constantly tell me, it's all right. It's all right. Before the plane takes off. I said, of course, it's all right. I'm going to Disney, wherever I was going. And then I would start to wonder and say, well, why is she telling me it's all right? If something must not be all right. And then I would get inevitably get sick. Unfortunately, I removed my mother from the equation. I never got sick again on the plane. So my point there is you can transfer that behavior to your cat.
1: Couldn't agree more. And we all know that, especially as cat owners, that cats have this innate sense to be able to pick up things. And so I agree. COVID has been so stressful, whether or not it's you know homeschooling your kids, to trying to work as a working parent while you have children at home, to the stress of the disease, to having loved ones affected, to keeping ourselves safe. It's been one heck of a year, year and a Absolutely. half. So totally agree that cats can definitely pick up on that. And I do agree with that transfer of stress. My husband always says to me, your stress is my stress.
0: <laughs> so I couldn't agree more. It's a reality. And, you know, again, we think about it with ourselves, but it really does transfer to our pets as well. And again, we're all social creatures. Uh, but if you change that environment, you know, it's uh, changing things up there. It could create a little bit of anxiety and it could lead to a chronic stress, which if you don't get that anxiety addressed, that chronic stress isn't good either. And it could be, you know, physiologically, we could be dampening our immune system. And then that leads towards manifestation of other disorders in cats too. So when you see that inappropriate elimination, get that worked up. Let's rule out a urinary tract issue or that feline lower urinary tract disorder, as you mentioned. But let's also realize that that once those questions are answered and that's been ruled out, Let's then go after that anxiety and address it.
1: So you brought up some great points. We know about potential inappropriate urination or defecation.
0: What are some other medical problems that anxious cats might be more susceptible to? Yeah, the big one that isn't commonly thought of, but is common enough in medicine is that they could, uh, if we get stressed, we could be dampening that immune system and outcomes and upper respiratory infection. So we'll see the sneezing, we'll see kind of the conjunctivitis or the kind of like pinkish eye, Uh, we may see a little bit of discharge from the nose too. And then if they can't smell, they don't want to eat. So that's not a good thing either. Yeah, and I've talked
1: about this in a previous episode of ER Vet, So I definitely want you to check that out. I did one on upper respiratory infections and we talked about herpes viruses in cats. Nothing that's contagious to you, but highly contagious to other cats. And you know, when you get super stressed, you may have a cold sore that all of a sudden pops up from stress. That's because the herpes virus kind of hides in your body and comes out with stress. So again, really important. We want to do everything that we can to minimize stress. Now we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back. With more information on what we can do to keep our cat stress free right after these messages. Take a bite out of your competition. Advertise your business with an ad in Pet Life Radio podcasts and radio shows. There is no other pet related media that is as large and reaches more pet parents and pet lovers than Pet Life Radio. Welcome back to ERVet on Lake Radio. We're talking with Dr. Jason Gagne, a board-certified veterinary nutritionist, and we're talking about anxiety and stress in cats and how we saw it more during the pandemic. Now, Dr. Gagne, what are some things that we can consider doing at home when it comes to minimizing stress in our cats' lives?
0: Well, I would say if you're noticing any of those behaviors that we talked about earlier, you know, the unrest, the pacing, the meowing, the st- reduce social interaction, et cetera, that you really do need to reach out to your veterinarian and discuss that with them. Beyond that, there are a variety of supplements out there that could be used, that are used. And also there are pharmaceuticals or drugs out there that have been used. But, you know, as a nutritionist, I err on the side of not using them and employing them just because, you know, I don't, and I'm sure many other people don't like the perception of drugging their pet and the side effects that may come along with it. And mind you the cost of it too. So this, you know, is really even rise to a lot of supplements being out there. And when we've, conducted surveys with owners, there's a good number of folks out there that say that they are open to the idea of supplements and additional supplements. So not every supplement is effective for every cat. And this is what's led our R&D department at Purina, which is a very robust group of brilliant scientists to study a probiotic supplement known as common care. And while we have, uh, you know, some studies and efficacy shown in dogs, dogs are not cats. So while it works great in a dog, we got to look at it in a cat too. And we did. So in that study that was uh, conducted with cats, we showed that we were able to reduce signs of that herpes virus that you mentioned earlier, Justine. And we were able to show that they had an increased uh, social interaction and a reduced pacing as well.
1: All right. So I know cat owners, pet owners are always looking for over-the-counter options when it comes to, you know, having to minimize any kind of prescription medication. And I get that. Before you reach for, you know, feline Prozac for your cat for behavioral issues, I know it's totally fine to try some supplements. And that's honestly why I love this common care because there's evidence-based medicine showing that it helps. And I'll have you get into that in just a minute. But I see a lot of pet owners who are like, oh, I want to try this one over the counter, or I want to try CBD, or I want to try X, Y, and Z. When in doubt, please talk to your veterinarian about this because there are definitely ones that are veterinary recommended. There are definitely ones that have evidence-based medicine, which means there's proven studies that shows that it works. Now, I will tell you, cats don't like tasting CBD. It tastes oily. It tastes bitter. They don't like it. They start foaming and frothing immediately. So you want to try something that is not going to make your cat run away from you that has proven evidence that it's going to work. So Dr. Gagné, Tell me what the
0: evidence is for Calming Care. Does it work? Thanks for asking, Justine. Yes, Calming Care is a very effective supplement. And in a study that we enrolled cats in, we were able to show that we could, since it's a probiotic, it's live bacteria that can go into the gut and modulate those other bacteria that already live in your gut that are just so important and have so many roles in your body. And the, that it sets up a what's known as a gut-brain axis, where the gut talks to the brain and the brain talks to the gut. And by supplementing this probiotic, which, by the way, is uh, very tasty, it has a palatability uh, enhancer in there. So thank you for mentioning the taste of some supplements there. it was shown to reduce signs of anxiety, including that pacing, it increased their social interaction, and uh, did reduce signs of uh, feline herpes virus, including sneezing. I think it's important to mention that there are a variety of supplements out there with varying efficacies out there, but not all of them have been studied in cats. So, again, maybe okay to use, but please check with your veterinarian first, he or she knows best in this case. And that supplement category has just expanded so much over time, you know, you think about, you know, years ago, catnip, you know, the, like, and, and during these times of COVID, cat takes a little catnip, you take a little catnip, but maybe it doesn't work. <laughs> Maybe you take some CBD. Maybe they take some CBD. Maybe it doesn't work. But there's, again, a variety of options out there. And this probiotic supplement is a natural therapy, having shown to be efficacious in those cats. So again, evidence-based medicine of utmost importance.
1: And I should also mention, because cats have altered liver metabolism, they have something called altered glucuronidation. They cannot metabolize drugs normally compared to other dogs or other species. So you should never, ever, ever give any medication to your cat or your dog without talking to the ASPCA Animal Poison Control Center first, because again, there are some human medications that may seem benign that can actually be deadly to cats, like Tylenol. One Tylenol can kill a cat. So again, you always want to check with your veterinarian. That's why I love calming care. I actually tried it on my own dog. And my dog was having some anxiety, um, not so much from the pandemic, but from having a toddler pulled out of daycare for months at a time. And it was amazing. I knew it was safe and it was benign. And it was such a relief to know that I didn't have to put my dog on a prescription pharmaceutical medication and that a safe probiotic that I could just mix with the food could help with that anxiety. So, so appreciative for what you do. Um, Do you mind just answering one last question? How exactly does a probiotic work in the intestines to help cause calming and an effect on the brain?
0: Yeah, so that is a very good question. And thank you. We've learned over time that there's an important connection between the brain and the GI tract. And again, that's what's called the gut-brain axis. And it's been studied in several different species. And while assumed to be there intact in the cat, it hadn't been studied. So that was something we were eager to look at. Having launched Common Care Canine, you never want to make assumptions and you want to have that evidence-based medicine. So that's what we did with Feline Common Care. And it turns out that by giving these live bacteria in supplementing that in the food of a cat, we can modulate and alter those bugs in the gut that are so essential to us. We don't often think about this, what's termed the microbiome very often, but those bugs play very important roles in us. We derive energy from them. They play important roles in metabolism of bile acids. But yeah, they play a significant amount of roles. And one of the roles is that gut-brain axis. So we are able to decrease signs of anxiety by using this probiotic supplement. And the great news is it's tasty and it doesn't have side effects.
1: You know, I will say when I was going through a very, very stressful couple of months or years, just with some personal stuff it actually led to infertility. And it made me realize the effect of chronic stress on the body. Yes, we're talking about, you know, upper respiratory infections, we're talking about inappropriate urination in cats. But I think we as scientists, as veterinarians, as pet owners, as humans in general, don't realize the impact of chronic stress on our body. And I'm such a proponent of helping minimize that stress. So, so important what you guys are doing. Love that common care is a great, benign, safe way to be able to help relieve that anxiety. So important as cat owners and dog owners that we minimize that stress in our pet's life. We don't want to anthropomorphize and say, yeah, my dog's really stressed out. But remember, Like Dr. Gagne and I talked about, we can transfer that stress. Our pets can pick up on that stress. They have that innate ability. um, And that's why we love them. And that's why they're awesome and loyal and incredible as pets and furry family members. So let's do all we can to help minimize the stress in everybody's life. Dr. Gagne, thank you so much for joining us. Fantastic information. And so great to know that there's some safe, healthy, great options to help improve our pets' quality of life.
0: Thank you so much, Justine. And I just want to say I really appreciate, again, the opportunity. And let's do good by some of our cats out there and reduce that stress and maintain that human-animal bond that we so appreciate and the enjoyment that cats bring to us. Wonderful.
1: Thank you so much. Well, that brings us to the end of today's show. Find me at DrJustineLee.com, on Facebook or Instagram at DrJustineLee, or email me your pet questions at DrJustine at PetLifeRadio.com. With that, we're out of time, and we just wanted to give a huge shout out to Dr. Jason Gagne and Mark Winter, our producer, for making this show possible. See you at the next episode.
0: Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.